Welcome to Fangirl Happy Hour for Tuesday, October 13, 2015. This is Anna, and I can't believe it's freaking October already. Today, we're going to be talking about media consumed in the past few months. Then we will discuss the pilot episode of Supergirl. And then we finally talk about the second volume of Young Avengers. With me, to dig into all of these things, is my fellow fangirl, Renee. Hi, Renee. Hey, Anna. What's up? Uh, how are you? I'm good. Great. Can you believe it's October? No, I can't. Can you believe like, Halloween is around the corner? I saw Christmas stuff being sold. And I went on a rant. I was queuing at the supermarket. And I was like, I can't believe there's Christmas stuff being sold in the supermarket already. <laughs> Christmas stuff was out here in August. Oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm in the rural south, and we really love Jesus here. Jesus is real cool. <laughs> oh, my God. He gets a big party. <laughs> so, since I am in rant mode already, should we talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp? Oh, God. Should we talk about the fact that they are going to launch or release an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie? And I'm happy about that. It's not that I am unhappy about that. You know it's going to be the villain story for the Wasps. Like, <laughs> You're already calling. You can't. You don't know I, that I she's going to be the villain. It, I called it months ago. Months and months ago. It's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then it's going to be the Wasp is a villain. And they bumped Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Again. Uh, again. A few months. And I kind of like I saw some people celebrating that Captain Marvel is going to be bumped to the Universal Women's Day date. And they were like, see, this is going to be awesome. So we're going to get Captain Marvel on the Universal Women's Day. And I'm like, but this is like, could we get more ghetto than that? It's like, it's like we have this one special movie in this one special date that it's only for women in this one day of the year. Oh, I, I guess totally so missed that. that. I, I, just... didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that even like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I, my timeline was complete and utter disdain for Marvel's <laughs> announcement. It was no, there was no excitement. There was nothing but complete and utter disdain. And I saw some people being excited about this Universal Women's Day. And, and I'm like, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, it's completely deserved. This is the second time they've bumped Captain Marvel for a movie helmed by a white dude. And even though the Wasp is going to be co-billed on this sequel to Ant-Man, it really doesn't matter when we've seen the second time this movie gets bumped. The feeling I get from this is that they're not really caring that much to prioritize this movie. And now I kind of wish they hadn't announced it at all until they were sure about the Spider-Man thing. You know what yeah, I mean? I guess, yeah. I wish they just hadn't come out with the whole Phase 3 all at once. Because now it just seems like we're going to see the marginalized fans have to suffer through these constant feeling like disregarded and have our excitement undermined by these constant shifting of the dates. If you're not sure about your dates, don't fucking announce it. This is the problem with announcing movies five years out. Just don't do it, Marvel. I mean, I really feel like they've... They came off 2014 in a really good place, and now they've just been squandering all the goodwill that they made off the Winter Soldier. And I just don't know if it's going to pay off for them in the long term. I don't know. I don't know. I think I, maybe nobody cares. Maybe it's just us. It's probably just us. It's fine. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being the only one who cares. About this. And it's like, obviously, people like spiders and ants more than women. So it's like, okay. Heather, Heather Rose Jones on Twitter, she was like, <laughs> 
when are you gonna admit that that Marvel is your abusive boyfriend? And I'm just like, I know, I can't help it. I just like being punched in the face. I can't. I can't. I just want. I just want a few. I just want more female superheroes. That's all. That's all. Well, you know, we're gonna get the Wasp. That's true. I'm really excited about that. If they make her a villain, I'm gonna burn something down. Well, it's it's either going to be her or her mom. Her mom will come back. You know that, right? So maybe I can't predict what they're gonna do in this stupid franchise. I know what they're gonna do. Well, deep in my bones, I feel it in my nuggets that this is. (laughs) You feel it in your nuggets. In my nuggets. Anna, where are your nuggets located? (laughs) I'm not gonna tell you. Do you? What kind of sauce do you like with your nuggets? Barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything that you would like to talk about? Yes, everybody's gonna be excited because. Uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars in an upcoming episode because I've been I've been going through all I've been on Twitter every Saturday watching um one of the Star Wars films. I just finished the first prequel, yes, episode so, one, Phan- 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 you, Phantom Menace. What are your feelings on Jar Jar Binks? I think <laughs> that somebody should have set George Lucas down and said, "No, this <laughs> feels racist. Don't do it." But of course, apparently he was mad with power and nobody could stop him. My feelings about Jar Jar Binks are, I got a lot of secondhand embarrassment. So we, I made it through the movie. I survived. Padme was awesome. I, knew, I liked yeah. her a whole lot. Yep. There was not enough robots. <laughs> the gay robots met while one of them was naked. The what robots? <laughs> the gay robots? What? So anyway... You need to go back, and you're always asleep when I'm doing my watching these films, and so you miss my yes! <laughs> you miss my epic Twitter freakouts of these movies. You need to go back and read them. Okay. So we're gonna do a Star Wars episode. So if people have Star Wars related questions that they want us to like answer or mull over during that episode, you can send it to us at bangrohappyhour at gmail.com or on Tumblr. We have an cool. Xbox. Our Xbox is open to everybody. We're also going to be doing an Ask Us Anything episode later in the year because it's later in the year and we're lazy and we're tired of reading things so we just want a break. Do not send us questions on Twitter because we'll lose them. But if you want to ask us questions for the episode, you can send them to our email address or to us on Tumblr or you can leave, them, leave us questions on our Facebook page and we'll collect them. But really, don't put them on Twitter because I will lose them. I am terrible at Twitter. <laughs> saving things on Twitter. That sounds great. I have to watch the movies again, uh, which I will do very soon. I'm excited. I'm very excited for it. I, I, ha- I have them all as DVDs, but I do not have a DVD player. How and... do you not have a DVD player? It's like <sighs> 2015. Well, I know because I stream everything. So this is why I don't have a DVD so player. I'm like, so technically in this conversation, <laughs> I'm the old, not yes. you. Yes. <laughs> Like, who needs a DVD player? Who needs a DVD player? Where are you? Are you from the early aughts for it? Yes, yes, I am. It's like, what is happening? The first DVD I ever bought was Bring It On, and I still own that DVD. <laughs> I need to find a way of getting those again. They are not on Netflix for some reason. Netflix only has the new TV shows. Well, I'm probably sure it's a licensing, licensing thing. On the plus side, they are going to release the new, like, the theatrical versions of the films. Okay. Because the first time I watched episode six, 
God, I get so confused. There's too many numbers here. <laughs> the one with the Ewoks, which is great. There was a lot of Ewoks. I liked that. Yeah. It's the sixth or the third. Apparently, in the old version, at the very end, they like insert a ghost of the person who was supposed to be Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. But in the versions I saw, they replaced that person with the new kid that played yeah. him. And I got so angry. I'm like, no! <laughs> I forgot about it. They totally did that. Like, like, those are the versions that I watched. Like, the second one had this really weird... I think it was the second one. Maybe it was... I don't know. Where would they go to rescue Han from Pizza the Hut? I don't know his name. I keep calling him Pizza the Hut. I keep calling him Pizza the Hut. Because I spent my entire childhood watching Spaceballs, so that's why I call him Pizza the Hut. Oh my god, this is the best thing that has ever happened in this podcast. And... So, there was, like, this whole dance scene. There was a dance scene with aliens. Stop it. Stop it. This is a thing now. Forever. Jabba the Hutt shall be called Pizza the Hutt. Have you not... Have you... How have you not seen Spaceballs if you love Star Wars? I have seen Spaceballs. Is that from Spaceballs? Pizza the Hutt? Yes. Oh, my God. I do not even know I've seen Spaceballs, like, eight... I own Spaceballs. That was probably the third DVD I bought when I was... I saw Spaceballs, like, a gazillion years ago i think i was still I, no i was definitely in brazil and i think i was a teenager that oh my god time. like Maybe? that's the movie that i never saw star wars i watched baseballs over and over again so in our star wars episode we should also start um watch Spaceballs. Okay. okay okay that's fine Chat. we can do that okay fantastic that's great so yeah, so the the movie where they go and rescue Han is the third one or the sixth one because at the end of the second one that's when he gets frozen. Yeah. Anyway, that anyway that whole that, that whole that whole movie the the additions felt totally weird. But yeah, but they had they had like an alien band dance sequence and song <laughs> thing that I saw in the version that I saw that Zach Owens. And you can tell where he went back and added things because yep. the tone shifts in really terrible ways. So I want a version. Like, I want the version that everybody else saw in the 70s. Can we have that version? Thank you, Disney. Thank you. <laughs> we should probably start, stop talking about Star Wars. So otherwise, it's going to spoil for everybody. <laughs> no. if, well, I don't think... I think spoiler warnings on Star Wars have... <laughs> like, run out. That it's expired, guys. Yes. <laughs> it's over now. It happened in the 70s. We should probably move on right yes, now. Yes, let's move on. So, it is October. And because it is October, it's time for us to look back at all the other media, books, TV, movies that we have consumed but not mentioned on the podcast so far. We each should have picked five items, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to start by saying that, whoops, I did not pick five items. What? Uh, I only have four. But I have a very good reason for it, which I will get to at the end of my part. And also, I'm breaking your rule, because I've definitely put stuff on this list that we've mentioned on the podcast. Oh, whoops! (laughs) Oh my god, this is like... We're are so we've both broken the rules. Good work, us. Yes, high five, go team. Yes, we're amazing. So, you should go first. My first thing is... Weirdly, Hawkeye Volume 3, L.A. Woman, by Matt Fraction, Javier Polito, and Annie Wu. I really liked Hawkeye. I didn't love it like some people did. It took me until Volume 3 to really connect with it, but Volume 3 is where I did because of Kate Bishop. We all love Kate Bishop. Hawkeye Volume 3 is definitely totally about her and her adventures in California. It stars a super cute married couple, 
really interesting villains and lucky the pizza dog i love the art too the art is really good Anywu just sort of knocks it out of the park and i didn't even know she existed as an artist and then i do and i want all her art i do think that you have to read the first two volumes to really get why this volume is good i mean i think it would stand okay on its own but i think as a story it's best to just read it in order and then just to read volume three after volume two I, I'm still like uncertain as to whether I want to, but I will. I will think about it. I have so many comic books to read. Well, technically, you could just wait and then read it on Marvel Unlimited. Okay, that's a good plan, actually. Right, my first recommendation of what I read is: Do you remember a couple of episodes ago I recommended a movie called Boy Meets Girl, and it was about a trans kid, a trans girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have another recommendation on the same lines, but it's a TV show from the BBC. It's also called Boy Meets Girl, and it's also about a trans woman. And it's um, with a trans uh, trans actress, and she's really great. The thing about this TV show, it's everybody's been talking about it because it's so groundbreaking. Because so basically, it's about this boy and his boy he's 26 years old and he just lost his job and he's just like his brother says you need to go and get a date and he gets a date and he meets this woman at the bar and he's completely smitten with her and he invites her for dinner and she says yes and of course that's the the, the, the judy the the trans woman and the very first scene is her telling him that you know I'm just going to tell you I'm a trans woman. And the most amazing things happen is that he just like, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't react in any negative way at all. And he's just like, oh, okay, so should we order now? And she's just completely baffled because that have never happened to her before. And it's beautiful. It's sweet. It's cute. It's hilarious because it's, it's a British comedy. So, you know, you have a British family. It's just so freaking funny. And it's a little bit maybe on the educational side because she takes time educating people when they they have any questions or they have that or anything. But it's like, I really enjoyed it. There were six episodes. It ended last night. It was beautiful. There was no huge dramas anywhere. And I, I highly recommend. And she's gorgeous. And the thing that, you know, the, the biggest drama actually that happens is that because she's older. She's 39, he's 26. So the biggest drama there in the show is their age difference. Boy meets girl at the BBC too. So if there is any way for you guys to watch it, I highly recommend. Which one is your next pick? Unsurprisingly, The End of All Things by John Scalzi. I actually ah. went back and revisited one of the stories and it really held up really really well for me i really like his female characters or aliens that identify as female because their studies don't have the same genders as humans but they sort of adapt to our binary system one of the characters is hafte sorval she's an alien as part of a group called the conclave she was in the first book in a little cute short piece about talking to a group of school children while eating churros. It was just a cute. It's hard to explain without reading it. But she had a whole section in The End of All Things, which was political and really thoughtful. And I really, really, really want him to write more books about female characters because I think he's really good at it. This 
habit of his to write these short pieces serially has been cute, but I'm just really kind of ready for him to go back to novels. But I think if you're going to give him a shot, I wouldn't actually say that The End of All Things would be a bad place to start. Although I would probably go with The Human Division first and then The End of All Things since it kind of builds on it. But I also don't think it's too hard to figure out what's going on by just starting with End of All Things. I gave somebody a copy of it the other day and they they started it. They're like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. And then they finished it in like a day. So I'm ready to read more Scalzi, I think. Well, I'm going to send you a copy. I remember. Oh, yes. I'm sending you some books. Oh, cool. And so you'll get to, you'll get to start. You're going to get to start with, I'm getting, starting you with Zoe's Tale. Oh, yes. These, which, is, which is going to spoil you for the first three books. Sorry. And although you don't care about spoilers the same way. And then The Android's Dream, right? Those are the two I'm going to send to you. Okay. One's a standalone and one's part of a series. So if you like Zoe's Tale, you'll probably like the other books in the series too. You'll probably like okay. them of all things. I keep hoping that he will write Zoe's grown-up novel. It's going to be one of the thousand books that he has signed up. Everybody start a prayer circle for me. Josh Galsey writes Zoe's grown-up novel. Okay, you're next. Okay, so the next one, it's a great read for Halloween, I think. Uh, it's called The Uninvited by Cat Winters, and it's a ghost story. Cat uh, Winters is, um, she has written a couple of YA novels, and she writes uh, feminist historical novels uh, with a side of the supernatural. Uh, she has great female characters that are coming of age and coming to their own and discovering that they have agency. The Uninvited is set in 1918, I think. Um, it's during the First World War and it's during the the Great Flu, right? So it starts with a girl who is just recovering for the flu. She didn't die. Um, but as soon as she's able, she leaves her house. And she's 25 years old and she has never left her house before. And on the night that she recovers, her father and her brother come come back home from an outing that ended up with them killing a man. And she's like, I'm, I'm fed up with this, this family. I'm going to leave now. And that's the story, basically. That's the start of the story. The thing is that in her family, women uh, see ghosts. And the ghosts appear just before someone's about to die. So this is the basic premise of the novel. And it's she moves into town and she kind of like starts this relationship, romantic relationship, uh, with the brother of the man that her family killed. I'm going to leave it like that, but it's a beautiful story. It's bittersweet and it's and it's feminist and, and it's it's. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's not a scary horror story, or a scary ghost story, rather. It's more like one of those, they heartwarming ones. So, it's The Uninvited by Cat Winters. Highly recommended. And you next. A new miniseries comic came out called Zodiac Star Force by Kevin Panetta and Paulina Gananucheo. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm pretty sure I just mangled that. I'm really sorry. It is about a group of magical magical girls who were a team, but then they defeated the the evil and then they broke up. And now there's evil has approached again and they're not sure what to do. Do they reform? Because it seems like there's some politics on why they disbanded. And the first issue came out a few weeks ago. The second issue just came out. It's actually really, it's like a really cute comic. 
it doesn't it doesn't have the same it's like very different tonally from like something like lumberjanes but it still has that really great core of like female friendships and women solving problems so if you like cute comics that are really colorful and cheerful but have a darker core dealing with tougher issues i think zodiac star force might be something you might like that sounds great i hadn't heard about it before yeah it's a really short i think it's only gonna be at 12 issues or something so it's not very long it's not like an ongoing cool i'll definitely check it out uh my next one is a novella from tour.com it's uh binti by nidhi okurafer i want this so bad it's so good oh my god it is so good so it's a novella so it's short um and it's about binti this girl from uh, namibia i think in africa and she's from um she comes from a very specific background very specific cultural traditional background where uh, people don't leave they they haven't gone to university and she is very smart even though she loves her family she loves she loves her culture she's not turning her back on them by any means but she's given a chance to go to this university that is actually a university in another planet and because it is a futuristic story like all of her stories and she goes and she just leaves the house and she goes when she gets to the spaceship that is going to this university everybody gets killed I'm just gonna leave it like that. But it's kind of a, like... It's a space opera with a girl. She's 16 years old, so it's technically YA. And it's her using what she knows to solve this problem in space. There you go. You sold me in space. I was sold I... already. I really, want, I really want this novella. So it's so freaking good. So, and I, I kind of like, I'm really starting to fall in love. Well, not starting. I'm falling in love with this author's work. I've read, last year I read Lagoon, which I was amazing. This year I read The Book of Phoenix and now Binti. And it's like, wow, this is so good. This, it's so good. So read it. And you next, Renee. The House of Shattered Wings by Elliot de Bordard is about a Magical, bummed-out Paris, and the houses that remain full of fallen angels and the people that join their courts. It's definitely a gothic mystery. <laughs> I definitely got the gothic mystery vibe from this book. But what I really like is the, like, the character work that Dave Bordard does in this novel. She builds this really fascinating world of people with power, people, regular humans without power who can get power by... Uh, using angel properties like as drugs i thought it was lovely and i'm really excited about other things in this universe she released a novella about the two of the women in the in the in the novel uh, because two of the women are together and she so she released a novella about them set earlier than the novel is i haven't read it yet but i bought it those characters in the book were great I just really love these characters so much. I am a super big Elia Dupadar fan girl, and I think everybody should read her work. Oh my god! Like I'm so heartbroken because I've had this novel for a while now. I mean, I just I cannot find the time to read it, and I, and I must read this before you, the end of the year. I'm oh. really surprised because like it's not even a it's not even that it's a a fairy tale ish novel, right? It's not really that at all. No, I'm but just, it I, has the same feeling, and I'm really surprised that you haven't already jammed it into I, your eyes. 
I just I know, I know, but this actually is a really good uh, way of me for me to start talking about my next pick. And you know, this is my fourth and last pick for this segment because this thing has taken over my life. And I have been obsessing about this. I have every single free moment of mine when I'm not working, I'm doing this thing. And I am going to right now blame it directly on Galactic Suburbia and Alyssa. <laughs> but we should bring these women, you know, to justice because for a trial, because they have ruined my life. Oh, I'm really Last two weeks, I have done nothing but to listen to this undisclosed podcast. Okay. If you guys remember our very first episode, we talked about cereal. That is about the Adnan Syed case. Undisclosed is a follow-up to Serial. And it's uh, there are three hosts. One of them is uh, Rabia Chaudhry, who is the woman that actually brought the case to Sarah Conning at Serial. And her and two other lawyers, Colin Miller and Susan Simpson, they take over from where Serial left off and they re-examine all the evidence in the case again with a fine tooth comb and what they find is mind-blowing when i stopped when i finished listening to serial i was kind of like okay so this is a show and my feelings are about the show i don't have a lot of feelings about the murder victim or about the you know the criminal or or the guy who is in jail for each adnan uh, I was kind of like even convinced that he's guilty. He was guilty. And now after listening to Undisclosed, I'm kind of convinced that he's innocent because or he's he, he's either the biggest sociopath that has ever lived or the unluckiest man alive because everything that went wrong with this case did from the lawyers that worked on it to the detectives, the corrupt detectives that worked on it, to all of his horrible friends. Anyway, I have not stopped listening to it. And not more than that, even. I went on Reddit. Oh my god, Anna, why would you? To no. read about it, to see what other people were talking about. And I've lost faith in humankind after going to Reddit because everybody's just so horrible there. And the things that they say about Rabia, the things that they say about Adnan and the Islamophobia, is, it's a whole new Don't world. Don't go to Reddit. Just, Don't go to Reddit. I, I, I've known this fact. I know people who have told me not to go. And I had not ever gone to Reddit, actually. I have lived my life until now, <laughs> 39 years, without going to Reddit, until now. Which is what I'm saying. We should talk to Galactus Superbia ladies and say, what have you done to Anna? <laughs> you have ruined my life, Alisa. <laughs> you sit her in this podcast and let her to Reddit. <laughs> She'll never be the same. Oh, God. I swear to God, Renee, I can't sleep because I keep thinking about this thing. It's just like, I don't know what to do. Because of that, I have no other recommendation because I have not been able to read or watch or do anything else apart from listening to Undisclosed. 
Well, I don't know. I don't know if I recommend that to our listeners or not because I don't know if I want them to go. If you want to fall down a rabbit hole for two and a half weeks, listen to Undisclosed. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Don't do it, guys. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do this to yourselves. Or do it and then come and talk to me because I need someone to talk to. Maybe you should do it. Oh my god, I knew this was happening. Maybe we should start our own Adnan Syed. No. I'll go listen to it, but I'm not starting another podcast. (laughs) If you were, I know that you liked cereal, but if you care about the case itself, we should listen to Unscrew. Okay, yes, I agree. I will go and I will add it to my, I will add it to Downcast and I will listen to the episodes while I do laundry and stuff. It may take me a little bit, but I'll get through it. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Unless I do it like you and mainline it. Yeah, so you will do it. I can feel it in my nuggets. <laughs> in your nuggets? Okay. Your nut your psychic nuggets have predicted that I'm going to mainline undisclosed. Yes. Moving on to my last recommendation after that. <laughs> saga Volume Five. Who is anybody not reading Saga? Is it even worthwhile to keep wrecking Saga? Because I feel like everybody who's going to read Saga has read it and everybody who has not read it has at least tried it and gone not for me so i'm really confused on it. it's even worthwhile to wreck it anymore because it's on the fifth volume like i feel like with the number of recommendations this comic has it's really kind of sh- speaking to the choir at this point <laughs> but it's so good it's so good like it feels like every single volume ups the stakes even more than the previous volume does. I don't know how they manage it, but this volume was so good. I can't even explain how it's good because there's spoilers for previous volumes, but like all the characters that were introduced in the, the first volume are back, and they're great. And I really have a lot of emotions about villains now who are not good people, but I really like them. I have lots of family feelings. I just really oh. I love Saga so much. I only read the first one, but Panna loves him. And he's not even a big reader or anything. Why have you only read the first one? <laughs> I didn't like it very much. I knew it. You're fired. Oops. You're fired. I'm sorry. Maybe we should cut this part. No. <laughs> I don't want our listeners to know. That we're getting a divorce? Guess what, listeners? <laughs> Anna and I are getting a divorce over Saga. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't like it. It's really, a really it's kind of a, it's a specific comic. I don't, like, I'm, a lot of my friends who don't read, like, science fiction and fantasy don't like it at all because it's too weird. One of my, and I actually have a, my biggest criticism of Saga is actually that it moves, that the, the time in the comic moves so weirdly that it makes it really hard to get into it and to feel things about the characters because, like, time passes in the comics so fast that you're like, the character change, the characters change drastically. You're like, why do I care? Because the time has moved so fast. But apparently that's a comic thing that I don't get because I don't understand how the gutters work. <laughs> Whatever, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand why you don't like it. It's okay. I'll forgive okay. you this time. I guess we won't Thank get divorced. You. Thank you. Yay! Making up. Anyway, so you will find links to all of the things we talked about uh, with our blog post when we post the, the episode. And uh, if you listen and watched, read any of the things that we talked about, just let us know what you thought about them. And if you do listen to Undisclosed, be careful. Be careful. Don't go to Reddit. 
Don't go to randoms. Supergirl is an upcoming TV show with CBS, uh, which will air from October 26th. It's about Kara Zorel, aka Supergirl, who happens to be Superman's cousin. The pilot was released a few months ago, and we both managed to watch it before the official release. So I, I think when the first trailer came out, there was a quite a buzz building for Supergirl because the trailer looked and sounded so cute and in a very uplifting, positive way toward women and superheroines. So we both got very excited about it, right? And, and what did you think about the episode, about the pilot, Renee, in the end? I really liked it a whole lot. Me too. Me I, too. I, like, I was sitting on my couch watching it and we got the episode from... A listener who I don't want to really name because I don't want, like them to be like, listen, do not send people to my doorstep. But thank you, listener, for letting us have access to this episode. We appreciate it because it's adorable. I was sitting on my couch and I was watching it and I was just like, oh, oh my god, she's so cute and smart and optimistic. And I just, this is uh, so great. This is everything I wanted. It's just, yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, you watch Superman, and Superman's kind of like emo and boring. I don't know any... The only thing I know about... Okay, I had to be honest here. The only thing I know about Superman, Superman the character, is from Smallville, right? Where right. that's <laughs> all I know. And what I know from Smallville is that I want him... I want Clark and Lex to fuck. That's all I know. <laughs> that's well, all I get from... That's all I've got. I'm like, I want them to be super husbands. I really am not surprised about that. I don't know why anybody would be. So, yes. I mean, that's I watched, that's my knowledge of Superman. I've watched so Smallville. I watched several uh, seasons of Smallville as well. I, I really stopped after the first back, season. Back okay. in Brazil. But before that, there was Superman Lawyer's Adventures. Uh, but see, I didn't I didn't have an ability to watch a lot of that, like, night, the, the TV that came on at night. So right. I missed out on the one with Dean Cain. I mean, I saw a few episodes, yes. and it was oh, it was pretty but, cute. But what did you what did you see that he plays the father? Yes, <laughs> I was like, good job casting, folks. Good work. Yes, and the mother is the original Supergirl. That's super cute. I loved it. it was like, oh my god, tears staring down my face. Yes, no, it was like the trailer sold it really well. It is exactly what the trailer made it feel it was going to be. The tone uh, is the, the same, which is important. The tone is the same, yes. There are kind of like really interesting developments. Um, not going to spoil, but the villains are there. They are interesting villains, I think. Especially because of who the villain is. But the biggest thing for me is that the big villain of the show and the big woman of power slash mentor, they are both women. It's super great to see this. Um, and I also love that Jimmy Olsen is a black dude. Uh, yeah, I, when that, that whole, I see this is spoiling, but there, there's so many cute scenes between, like, any scene that Kara is in is so, like, I'm just like, oh, where she, like, especially when she's, when she's specifically being Kara and not being Supergirl, I was just like, I cannot deal with how great you are. You're, <laughs> like, you're like a ray of sunshine on my screen. And she's adorable. And then you get James, because he goes by James. Oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry, James Olsen. In the same scene, and it's just it's like an explosion of happiness. I don't even know what else how to describe it. I just get so excited 
get so excited when they're on screen together because they have such great chimistry. She has really good chimistry. The actress has really good chimistry with everybody. Yes, actually. I think so too. Uh, there's a relationship with her sister, which I really liked, uh, especially for the potential for drama there. Uh, her best friend, who was also very cute. And of course, James Olsen and her boss, um, you know, Ellie McBeal. What's her name? Clarissa <laughs> Parkhart. Yeah, Clarissa Parkhart. <laughs> Ellie McBeal. Oh, Anna. Another show I didn't, I didn't watch. Oh. <laughs> She would just go down on this to start a list of pop culture shame points for Renee, where she just gets point after point and makes Santa cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Annie McAbee is so great. I was actually thinking that I should start when I was watching Supergirl. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do an Annie McAbee rewatch. Maybe you should do one for the podcast, Renee. Oh my God, Anna, no. Do not make me watch non speculative fiction TV. But it's so cool. It is speculative fiction. What do you mean? Because she starts singing. That is even less incentive for me to watch it if she starts <laughs> singing. God damn it. They all start singing. It's so great. Because she imagines things so much. So it's, te- it's so, totally speculative fiction. So it sounds like what it's going to do is hit my embarrassment quick and make me have an anxiety attack. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, maybe not then. Alright, I will watch it again. Anyway. You can watch it again. I have other things to watch, like 3,000 things to watch that you've given me to watch. In fact, you, you specifically. <laughs> I, have a, I have a backlog, Anna. And to read the Queen's Oh, But hey, no, you agreed. You agreed in public that if I read the series, if I finished the series, you would read my favorite Star Trek pick. I did. I did, and now we just made that public. Yes, our- we did. I'm not ashamed. Hey, guys, you agreed to be my favorite Star Trek pick. It's only, you know, 100,000 words. Oh, God. Damn it. Okay, we'll do this. But anyway, we are so off topic. It's right fine. Now. But yeah, Supergirl was cute. Was, um, you know, interesting. Was fun to watch. It was a great 40 minutes, so... We only watched the, the pilot, so I guess there is a lot still to come. Yes, there. I can't. It starts on the twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely. I got. I finally got cable. Yay me! I have. Yay. I have to. I can watch television, and I can like record TV while it's on, and I'm not here or busy, and then it just records it, and I come back, and there it is. I'm like, this is this technology has existed for like a zillion years, but I just have it right now and so it's like magic <laughs> and so i'm definitely gonna be watching this show i really hope it does well i'm really i'm when the trailer first dropped there was a lot of like pushback like a lot of people were like this is too cute cutesy this isn't gonna be annoying uh people are so freaking annoying you know because it, it's not it's not different at all from what the the flashes it's kind of it has the same kind of gleeful tone but because the flash is a boy so i guess yeah no i mean it's definitely this is definitely what we see right when we get marketing aimed at woman and girls you get the pushback and yep. you get it from all i mean i just saw this recently with the marketing for jessica jones because they're releasing a bunch of like little teaser clips which i think are super cute but wired wrote an article like going the teasers for jessica jones ranked in order of annoyingness oh and i'm like you would never have written an article if this show had been about a man 
Like, it wouldn't have happened. So, the way that the media, the big media reacts to, like, female-marketed shows, it just really irks me. When the buzz for Supergirl got so big, the pushback immediately started. Like, women and girls were excited about a TV show, like, aimed at somebody like us. Oh, boy, better shit on that. Immediately. Good job, big media. Good job. I don't remember any of the specifics, but I just remember a lot of the a lot of the snarky comments people were making in response to the pushback, which were way funnier than the pushback itself. Well, you you know what I always say, right? No, I forgot. Fuck those assholes. <laughs> How could I forget such a charming catchphrase? <laughs> so, you know. It is what it is. We are going to watch it. We are going to enjoy ourselves. And then they are going to cancel it within 15 episodes. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody watch the show. Give it a shot when it comes out. And Oh, we're going to get like eight, eight episodes per season. And then we have to wait a thousand years to have a second season confirmed. <sighs> no, I am not bitter about uh, Asian cotton. You're a little bitter. So did you find it funny that they couldn't say the word Superman? What? That's true. I, I every time like the big guy, the big guy, my cousin, the other dude. Oh, that's true. So is oh, is that copyright issue? Of course it is. Yeah, <gasps> I just thought it was so funny. I'm just like you got this show greenlighted without getting like the Superman name. You couldn't even use, you can't even use the word. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was so weird. I'm just like... Ah, the world is so funny. I know. Fucking copyright. So weird. I don't even know. Copyright, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is. But I, every time it happened, I laughed. I was like... Because it was so awkwardly done. Like, that was probably the... That was probably the thing that tossed me out the most of the episode was that conceit of them not saying his name. Oh, do you know what? I noticed, but I didn't make the connection at all so slow. I was probably thinking about Undisclosed. Yeah, you probably were. (laughs) But I really, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really hope that it gets, like, I really hope we get to see it for at least a season to let it find its feet and its audience. I mean, like, other other shows that are in the same world and also from DC, kind of like, you know, Gotham, which is shit. Arrow, that first season was shit. The Flash, it's funny and cute, but it's not... They all all get a thousand gazillion seasons, I've not seen any of those. Yeah, well, no. Because I don't feel like... I feel like DC is trying to, like, at Marvel's universe, but in, like, a really shitty way. Well, but, you know, I've actually heard the episode. I've heard several reviewers and critics saying that DC is doing really well with their TV shows, whereas Marvel is not doing as well with the TV shows, but kicking with um, with the movies. I haven't, but I'm not, but really, because I'm not really watching any DC shows now, right now. I'm well, watching all Marvel shows. It looks like um, Arrow gets really good from season two, and Flash is doing well as well. I'm so out of the loop. I'm bad at pop culture. I am a super appropriate person to host a pop culture podcast. <laughs> yeah. You are. Uh, but, you know, speaking of Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is really good season three so far, but it's so off topic. But I really enjoyed the first two episodes. Yeah, no, they have been great. 
Right? So good. What I'm... the hell happened with that show? The first season was so bad. And then all of a sudden, this is my favorite TV show right now, along with Agent Carter. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really hoping, like, I'm really hoping just to create a trifecta of favorite superhero shows featuring women. So, yeah. uh, Agent Carter, which is not technically a superhero show, but whatever, we're counting it. Into the Shield and Supergirl. And it's maybe if Jessica Jones is really good, which I hope it is, uh, I can just create a quartet of great, great Yay! superhero shows featuring women. Ooh. I'm super excited. Excellent. So I'm really hopeful that Supergirl will be will continue being cute because I, I like if the rest of the episodes are like this episode, I will definitely keep watching it because yeah. this made me so it was just super enjoyable and joyous to watch and just to just sit down and have a great experience watching a character go through tough stuff and come out the other side more yeah. powerful and stronger. So thumbs up from me. From me too. And you can all watch the pilot on CBS from October 26th. But if you have watched it already, just let us know what you thought. A few months ago, we discussed here on this very podcast the first six issues of Young Avengers uh, from the 2005 run. We both love it so much and we said we would read more very soon, but because of life and other commitments, we didn't. Until now. We finally got around to reading issues 7 to 12, completing the first volume and the first run of The Young Avengers. Renee. Yes. Tell me everything. Tell you everything. I yes. needed a family tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's called Family Matters, right? Yeah, so this, secret, this volume was called Family Matters. It's Secret Identities and Family Matters. So it's all about the Young Avengers, who they are, whether they come from. Because in the first few issues that we read, they just show up out of nowhere. And nobody knows who they are, apart from a couple of them who are like um, Cassie, who is... But the other ones, we didn't know who they were, more or less. And now we do, so because we had these issues. They are all about their identities, how do they come into having powers and how what do they want to do and it's kind of like i really enjoyed it but i felt it was a little bit too slow maybe too slow because, <laughs> because it's just like it's all about it's like flashback time now we're gonna stop here we're gonna talk about family i did not feel like that because i was too busy <laughs> trying to keep everybody straight yeah it's kind of like a little bit this is what i'm saying so they're like we it's in the middle of a battle sequence and then they stop to talk about when scarlet witch went and had an alternative storyline and then did something with someone and then had these two children and then these two children died but they also were reborn in a different <laughs> it's like what is happening i am so lost right now so we learned more about the characters we like we learn more about eli who we thought had superpowers but actually doesn't have superpowers he yeah. was taking mutant growth hormone to give himself powers, and we found out about that. We discover that Teddy is a alien, alien, and not only an alien, but a prince, a, a prince, um, or but emperor, or something. something. But no, all, but like he is a like he's half Cree and half scroll, scroll, and he's the son of Captain Marvel. Yeah. 
That was a shock. Didn't see that coming. Wow. And Princess. Wow. And Princess, what's his mother's name? Princess Anel. Yep, I think so or something. And I was so mo- most of the family matters that was about the war, the war between the Cree and the Skrull over Teddy and his what shot, what side he's going to eventually have to choose. He originally gets kidnapped. That's how we start finding out. He gets kidnapped by a super scroll dude. I can't Clert. I don't even know how they pronounce these names. That he gets kidnapped and the super scroll kills his. Ad- what we found out is his adopted mother. I know it was so horrible that scene. It was like, oh my god! I was just, just like, holy wow. shit! And it came out of nowhere. And um, so, <laughs> so, so then they end up they end up having like a war over this kid and where it's like what well, side he's going to choose and no, he finds out about his past and then we find out that Billy I guess Billy has yeah. has twin a brother? twin brother Tommy was he in jail who was in jail and he is the son of Scarlet Witch and the Vision yes and I just <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> no but the funny thing is that this is happening right so there's this huge epic battle the actual avengers come in and then you have the you know avengers assemble with captain america and then all of the other avengers and then the young avengers they are all fighting these aliens and then you have like tiny panels on the side and they're like so your dad is this and it's like guys we are in the middle of a freaking battle for our lives here and it's just hilarious and then wolverine sniffs the bad guy Oh, yeah, it's over. He's the best. I was like, really? You're sniffing the bad guy? Okay. And then yeah. at the very end of this battle, because they're, ta- they're, they're having a deep chat and not paying attention, like, it, it, it escalates to the point where uh, Eli has to take a bullet for Captain America. Yeah. And because he takes a bullet for Captain America, he gets a blood, like, he gets blood donated to him by his, his grandpa? His grandfather, his who grandpa, was the original yeah. Captain America, the original super soldier and as well. And so he actually developed superpowers because yeah. of the of his accident. I was like, oh, that was clever. Good job, guys. And there was not enough romantic bantering between him and Kate this this issue. I was a little disappointed. No, but Teddy and Billy were so they were, cute. They were super cute. I they agree. They were super cute. Even though, like, the last scene with the, with the barrier of his mother mm-hmm. they were like sobbing in each other's arms and i was like oh my babies come to mama <laughs> and another thing i liked so this uh these issues was like cassie would pick would grow and like pick people up on their feet and just dangle them uh no and then i and i liked like the banter between you know you have wolverine and and tommy and then wolverine's like yeah we can just kill these guys because they are reborn and tommy's like yeah let's just eviscerate everybody and then you have you know um spider woman and um and kate like bonding over superpowers and you have uh, spider-man and cassie and, and cassie's like let me pick you spider-man and spider-man's like you know can you can this roof really stand the weight of you when you are a giant and she's like oh my god shit and he's like yeah i was a geek dude so <laughs> And this in between the battle, you yes. know, people just fighting for their lives. I think you just had. I think it's just a comic thing you have to get used to. Like, I think it's just something that happens. Do you think? Yeah, I think it's gonna continue happening. Cause, okay. like, I think it's just a comic, a comic trope. And at the very end, the Super Scroll, I guess, is he, he can shape shift. 
So Tom, so Teddy declares a ceasefire and agrees to like do to go with somebody. Uh, no, I can't remember. Um, no, no, he said that he was going to spend six months with each side of his family, and, and then he would decide. And then so and then he leaves, and then suddenly Teddy's actually there, and it's actually the Super Scroll pretending to be Teddy. Yes, and I was like, "That's cute." And that was clever. That was super clever. And you know, it was Wolverine who sniffed him and said, "Ah, you're still here, dude. You didn't go anywhere." Yeah. Anyway. And Captain America, Captain America was completely baffled by the whole thing, like an old dude. Was it's hilarious. Anyway, I really liked it. Yeah, no, but, I did too. It was really cute. But maybe, but maybe not as much as I liked the first. Because there's no, there was no time travel. Is what you're saying? Mm. You're like, hmm. Let me think about this. Yes, but Anna, you didn't like it as much because there was no time travel. Possible. It is possible that that is the reason for it. But you know. Oh, they were, it's cute. I love Billy and... What do you think about Teddy. the politics? Like, what do you think? Do you think Captain America was right? Do you think that... Because at the end, Kate blames blames the problems on the Avengers just refusing to train them. Um, and Captain America was like, well, we can't do this, but it's not appropriate. So do you think that Captain America and Iron Man were right to shut them down? Do you think that they should have trained them uh, instead of just saying, no, you can't do this? Of course. They were wrong. You think so? I do think so, because, listen to me, teenagers are stupid. Teenagers with superpowers coming from super families, of course they need to be trained. What else are you going to do with them? They're just going to go around doing stupid things if you don't train them properly, which is what happened, exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Spider-Man was like, dude, I was a teenager when I started. And look at what where they let him. Like a thousand million movies with Marvel. <laughs> so I'm thinking that he did pretty well for himself. Sorry, Steve, you were wrong. <laughs> Me and Anna are voting we're voting. We're taking a vote. You Grumpy so Dad you- Grumpy Dad zero, yeah, Anna Renee one. That's that's I the vote. I mean, I, I see where he's coming from, you know, if you wanna be he's a, he's the responsible adult. But he's not taking into consideration that kids are not responsible adults. No? Yeah, I agree. I just thought it was an interesting question because at the very end we see that we see him give Kate Hawkeye's bow. Yeah. And the we see the young Avengers like form as a team. Like as a team that's not going to get, you know, shut the shut down and shut it down by the adults. Oh, exactly. So in the next on Memories Reckless was uh, a Civil War tie-in. Yeah. And I don't know, do we want to read that? I think we should. We just keep going down her Reckless. Yeah, as I was reading spoilers. No, don't read spoilers. Anna, <sighs> don't do too it. late. I can't control myself. So I think we should read everything, basically. Everything on her Reckless. Well, the next thing on it is the Civil War Young Avengers slash Runaways. I'm actually reading Runaways right now. Oh, okay. I have Wait, the, which one? The one by Brian K. Vaughn. It's, it's, I don't remember what year that is. But... So you mean, you mean the original one, not yeah, the new one? Yeah, not the new one. Out. I'm reading the original ones with okay. like Alex and Gertrude and Chase. And, what's her name? Caroline and Molly and Nico. Those, those are the characters that I'm reading about right now. So I have, I have three volumes that Ira let me borrow. And okay. they're, they're the big, huge deluxe volumes. So I'm going, I'm taking care and reading those first. And then I'll go on. Because since Civil War crossover is Civil War Young Avengers slash Runaways, I was like, maybe I should be more familiar with the Runaways before I read this, just in case. 
Okay. So, I, but I think I think the original Wonder Waves is on Marvel Unlimited. So, if you just wanted to like to read the first issues to figure out who the characters were, because Memory said that it's good to know who the characters are. Okay. All right. I'll bear that in mind. So yeah. Okay, let's continue with our Young Avengers adventures. <laughs> we become a Young Avengers podcast. Yes. Or an Adnan Syed. Oh. <laughs> Everything goes back to undisclosed. I am ruined. So if you guys want to read Young Avengers, it's available digitally on Marvel Unlimited and Comicsology, And you probably can find the big volumes collected on some bookstores, I guess, and comic stores. Uh, but if you have read them, do you like them? Do you? What did you think of this first volume? So with all the segments done, it's time for recommendations. And I don't have any because I was listening to Undisclosed. Shame. Shame. Uh, oh. Shame. So unless you want to count that as a recommendation, I guess. I mean, you can. You can, although you are a little dubious about counting his recommendation <laughs> for a second. I do recommend it. It's actually really good. And yes, I do recommend it. So Undisclosed Podcast is my recommendation. What about you? My recommendation is a book I just read. It just came out on October 6th. It's Carry On by Rainbow Rowell. If you read Fangirl by her that came out a few years ago, in Fangirl, there is a character who writes fanfic, and she writes fanfic in this fictional world about of Simon Snow and so Rainbow World just went back and decided I'm just gonna write a novel about these fanfiction characters it is really really cute like I'm a big fan of transformative works I really like how they develop and what what you can get out of them and how creative they can be and this book is definitely Harry Potter fanfic (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it obviously it's not Harry Potter fanfic it's there's original characters but it just has that really nice feeling that Harry Potter fanfic gave me when I was reading it back in the early 2000s. It's an adorable book, and it's a romance, and it's cute! (laughs) And I want everybody to read it. I saw you talking about it, so I bought the book, and I'm gonna read it. It's gonna be my my first Rainbow Which really surprises me. I don't know why. (laughs) That surprises me so much, because I thought, like, she writes really, she writes, like, speculative romance. Yeah, I know. I I don't know. Like I read Attachments this year, and it was really cute. Fangirl was my first book by her, which was also really cute, which led me to Attachments. Attachments is not speculative at all. Attachments is about uh, a guy who works in IT and reads people's emails to make sure they're not doing something illegal on on the company time or a certain email server, and ends up falling in love with this lady because he reads all her emails with her friend. That sounds a little bit dubious to it, me. It really, it really does. And <laughs> I didn't think I would like this book, but I went ahead and did it anyway. And I, it, the book doesn't really deal with it as much as I wanted it to, but it sort of does. So if you like complicated romance, I would, I would wreck attachments. But I read attachments in like two hours. Like that's okay. how that's how readable it is. It's just really readable. I found I found Roel's prose really easy to digest. Okay, I saw her a couple of years ago when uh, she was here for the Young Adult uh, Literary Festival um, here in London, and she was really interesting. I really liked her. I really liked to listen to her. But for some reason, I never got around to reading her books. I don't know. There's something about them. 
or there's something about the conversations about them that puts me off and I don't I can't really explain why but I'm gonna read carry on okay Definitely. and let, let me know what you think about it because um, okay. I really hope you like it and we've publicly announced and I'm just gonna include this in the rec section because I can that yeah. <laughs> I'm you wrecked me the Queen's Thief series without the thief because I've already read that one and yeah. I got them and I'm going to read them now okay. and then you'll have to read uh, my favorite Star Trek fic Alright, it's a deal. Let's shake hands. Shaking hands. Yeah. To anybody who wants to read that Star Trek pick that I keep talking about, you can look it up. Uh, it's called War Stories by Separus. It's on... No, not War Stories. War Games. Sorry. My brain had a malfunction right then. I don't know why I always want to call it War Stories, but it's War Games by Separus on AO3. It's um Star Trek reboot fake. It's not original Star Trek. It's Star Trek reboot specifically. So, if you like that sort of thing, and you're, like, really long fic, and you haven't read that, I don't know how you haven't read that if you're in Star Trek fandom, but okay, uh, you should check it out, because it's really good, and I'm going to make it and read it. <laughs> it's a deal. It's going to happen. Okay. So. S- sweet. Okay. So, that's it from us today, I guess. Enjoy your nuggets. Fangirl Happy Hour is Renee Williams and me, Anna Grillo. Renee is also our producer. You wouldn't believe the amount of great ideas she has if I told you. You'll find links to some of our discussion topics in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. You can email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at fangirlhappyhour, one long word, no spaces. If you like our page or our posts, we like you back with the power of our thoughts. If you like the show, we'd love it if you drop by iTunes and leave a review. Pretty please with cherry on top. You can chat with us on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. This week's question is, who is your favorite Young Avenger? This week's 21st century series recommendation is the Queen's Chief series by Megan Willem Turner. Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by the very talented Era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Renee, thanks for listening and see you next episode.